there used to be this commercial like with this sassy kind of like Brooklyn <laughs> almond that was like for almond milk, and I hated that almond. He would be like, "Almonds are the best milk," and you're like, God, "I hate this guy." And he was all over the place like early Hulu days. It was like before they had the ad free like option. Who had all uh, the crazy nut commercials? Was it Diamond? Like they used to have crazy. Like uh, you know what? I can't do the nut commercials, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you're out on nut commercials. I'm out yeah. on that. I Is am out on that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it about the nut commercials that and, gets you? Well, I'm also I'm also gonna lump in milk. I don't think milk. Yeah, I don't think you should be advertising for something so simple. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, nuts are worth eating and buying. <laughs> we don't need to add, we don't need to advertise for them. <laughs> This is Aaron, Jeremiah, and Nate. We play in a band together. We spent years in a van discussing music and everything else. This is a podcast mostly about everything else. Thanks for listening. <laughs> it feels like the most obvious one is like, is obviously then I guess you'd have a problem with advertising for water. Uh, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's preposterous. <laughs> Also, so it, I don't know that I've seen an advertisement for water. Like I've, those seen like a Dis- I've seen like a Dasani commercial, uh, I feel like. Can we, we can't talk about that. <laughs> I like the reverse psychology here, though, because if you advertise, you admit that it's not necessary or obvious that you would buy this. So maybe advertisers would stop advertising because their point would be, this is obvious that people would buy this. Oh man, I just I getting so hot thinking about it. I can't do it. Like leave the nuts out of it. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like the whole nut industry should just give up ground to the rest of the other snacks that are competing for the same mouth space. <laughs> like like do they just give up to hot Cheetos? Because that's what's happening, Nate. Wherever okay, generation that's a good of people point. Who I hadn't eating considered hot Cheetos. the mouth space. It's <laughs> only so much mouth space. I hadn't considered it. I'm rethinking People everything. People can only fit so many things in their mouth at one time, Nate. Well, okay, it's not about like how many things in the mouth at one time as far as the snack, you know, like <laughs> calibration goes, but it's more just like you have to make a decision, is it hot Cheetos? Is it celery sticks? Is it almonds, you know? You have to make the choice. But they shouldn't be advertising for it. They should just know that they have a stable yeah, Maybe product. they should. I don't know. I could be wrong about this. <laughs> I feel very strongly about it, but now that we've talked for five minutes. Like... My opinion is getting more flexible on, on this particular. Like I said, I hadn't considered the mouth space. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, first episode of the Between the Notes podcast. Uh, welcome. Hi. Who welcome. Are, wait, are you welcoming the people listening? I'm welcoming you two. 
Okay, I was, that's what I I wanted a warm welcome. I was more welcoming hey, the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really interested in welcoming the world. <laughs> They're on their own. <clears throat> We're all on our own right now. That's right. Yeah, it is a weird time, huh? It is. So let's make a podcast. Yeah, yeah, we got time. Let's make some. We like making things. Yeah. Um, this is the inaugural episode, so I guess we should start with the why, right? Like the why make mm. a Is the why not obvious? Oh, I'd love for Ooh. you to tell me what the obvious why is. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Explaining something obvious is nonsensical. I don't understand what you're saying. Because <laughs> I'm uh, not sure that whatever's <laughs> obvious to you is obvious to any of us. You, my favorite pastime is just watching people explain obvious <laughs> things. <laughs> All right, Aaron, why why are we doing this? No, you were going to tell me the you obvious had it. reason. You had it in the can. You were <laughs> like, you got it. <laughs> well, we, since we spent years talking about everything else in the van, let's move it over to a podcast. Yeah. Right? Well, we yeah. Always have, we, well, I mean, the basic thought is a little, is a, uh, a little ego-driven in that we really enjoy <laughs> talking to each other. And mm-hmm. we it's get a really a kick- cool excuse to talk to each other. Yeah, we, we get a kick out of it. And right. so uh, we always like when other people are with us. So right. if no one else listens, then we can just enjoy talking to one another. Right. That's true. Yeah, largely, this is what we do when we're hanging out. Like yes. the, the three times a year we really get to hang out. Th- we do a lot more of this than make music. And yeah, it doesn't make like sense. a lot. <laughs> Like a lot more of this, so it makes sense that if anyone would care to listen to it, that we would make that available. We'd put it out for the world to have. Right. Again, welcoming the world. We're glad you're listening. Yeah. Oh, there's got to be at least eight people out there. <laughs> well, there's our moms. Thanks, um, mom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we well, we talk so much that often by the time we get to the first show of a tour, I have no voice. Oof, right. Yeah. Because we'll bad get, boy. We'll get in the van and I'll be like, well, I really should not talk a lot. But then you guys will bring up some juicy topic. Always. We'll get into the deep end of the pool. Or the or worse, you'll get me laughing. And then it's gone. How far yeah. into the deep end are we getting on this podcast? The cool end. The the part that's much it's much colder. There's so much more water, it's much colder. <laughs> We're not in that lukewarm kiddie pool. No, like the the shallow end's all all tepid. (laughs) We're not trying to be in that tepid waters. It's mostly urine. Uh, Yeah, that's true. I didn't want to bring that up on the first episode. (laughs) I tried to keep the first episode urine free. Oh, I'm going PG-13 right away. But then on on top of that, like I feel like we have a lot of conversations about a lot of topics that aren't necessarily about music, but that kind of inform the music, and then. Maya, you kind of brought up this famous quote, which do you do you know who made the quote? Well, I've seen it attributed to multiple people. Well, okay. two people in, persic- in particular, but uh, I guess that guy, Claude Debussy. Right. Who's the other one that you saw it attributed to? I think, I think it was like Mozart or something, so it's more obvious that it's not right. Right. But then also, like, apparently Yo-Yo Ma quoted it without, like, giving proper cred and like twit like changed it a little like i don't think he was trying to fleece anybody's eyes he was just talking right. so a lot of people think yo-yo ma said it which i think I that's that. the one we go with 
Like that. Yeah, for, for the record, I don't think we've said what the quote is. Yeah. No. Yeah. What the quote, Jeremiah is. The quote is. See, that's the thing. I've seen the quote put it a bunch of different ways. Yeah. Music. Okay. So, yeah, the one you have here is different than even I know. The one that I put in in the notes that we're working from is is the most often, like, it's like the majority text as opposed to the oldest text. I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah, music is not in the notes, but in the silence between them. Yeah. Or music is not in the notes, but the space between or music is what happens between the notes. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Something to that effect that like the point being that like, Oh, I get it. So between the notes, this is talking about everything other than the music. No, it's just the little bits of silence. (laughs) (laughs) We're just cutting together all the silence between all the notes. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yep. But the but the the idea, Maya, like came out of your brain of like let's talk about everything yes. else because people already hear our music, right? Um, so I love music, but and I think I might be different from both of you in this area. It's not yeah, my greatest I don't creative love endeavor. Music, <laughs> music is not my most creative endeavor. Um, and on the road, we meet tons of people who are doing music, maybe even full time, but also have things on the side that are really really cool. And I was like, man, it'd be cool to just learn more about creativity outside of music. Um, tons of interviews with bands. All they do is talk about the music. And I think it'd be fun to have, an, have a podcast where we talk about everything else. I've been interviewed just enough to, to really like it when someone asked me to talk about something that I haven't you know, already talked about a bunch. Right. So hopefully. So I, I got creative today. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Don't I have these little that. side steps to the, my front yard um, and they were super ugly and they were laid out poorly. And so I just got a hanker and I tore them out today. And then after this, I think I'm going to go put some new prettier looking stairs in. That was your creative action for the day. One of them. Oh, yeah. I like that answer. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I do so much creative stuff. That's just one. That's just a taste. It's just, a just a taste. Tiny flavor of all the creative stuff I'm doing today. Yeah. What about you, Nate? What have you been working on creatively? <clears throat> well, we've been downplaying music so much. <laughs> like, music sucks. <laughs> it's not even cool. That's all I do, really. <laughs> so, uh, probably played with your cat. I haven't today yet. She doesn't know that I'm cruising around the house yet. If she knew, she'd be screaming at me. <laughs> mm. Is playing with the cat creative? Can we can get be. into that? Let's go. <laughs> Let's say can be. Let's get into it. Can playing with cats be creative? I I mean, absolutely it can, right? Yeah. But I don't think it always is. Like, sometimes I'm just resting on my laurels, you know? <laughs> I'm just doing, like, the, I've the done all these moves. <laughs> I've done all these moves. This is just, this is, if anything, this is just a recital. Of all the pieces <laughs> I've already played, you know. it's a cut. You're a cover band, yeah, of your own covering best. all the hits with the playing with That's the cat. Safe. But but other creative things besides your Laurel cat play. Oh yeah, well I'm I'm mixing. But the funny thing about all this quarantine stuff is that my life is basically exactly the same as it would be 
because <laughs> I had the next few weeks carved out for mixing a couple projects anyways that are like huge mix projects. So I was going to spend 10, 10 hours a day in my studio anyways mixing. Like that was going to be life for the next few weeks. <laughs> <clears throat> so I, I can't be like this is so hard for me I can't do it I was going to do it anyways I love the pace so. personally of of a quarantine <laughs> I love a good quarantine it's, a pretty, it's a pretty loose quarantine here I mean I'm not technically under any major quarantine but I love the pace can yeah. you elaborate on that down. a little bit okay slow, slow yeah. it down yeah it's slowing down there's fewer people out which is nice. Um, and it's timing out really well with the weather. So it, like going for walks as a family and um, tearing steps out of my side yard. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't like to, to resonate with you, Nate, like I don't go to an office or, I mean, I work from home too, most of the time. So most of the time, like, and I, I know everybody, I know I'm pretty extroverted, but like, I really, so far have and really just enjoyed mostly enjoyed it we're we're quarantining a lot harder because my wife um obviously has a uh, to you guys obviously has a very compromised immune system from Lyme's disease so and on top of all that we're pregnant so we might just like stay inside for five five more months depending mm -hmm. on you know how this all plays out because I'd rather have a healthy baby um she works from home I work from home so yeah like like you it hasn't felt that different. I mean, I can still go running. We're not, that hasn't been. Yeah. Um, I mean, I go out like to the grocery store once a week and wear gloves and come back and wash my hands. And mm -hmm. and then a lot of like Jeremiah and his wife, like they live around the corner and other people. So they walk by and we kind of have, you know, front yard, you know, what do they call it? Safe six. We have like safe six conversations. <laughs> um, you know, we've had a couple of, like one of our creative acts this week is, we we've started having socially distanced fire pits where we like invite one family mm. over and they have the other side of the fire and we like have like marshmallows already out and stuff and just kind of hang out like let the fire. Do you individually sanitize each marshmallow? Mm. Yeah, it's a little. <laughs> you have to. Yeah, yeah. You get the Windex out. <laughs> I don't even know what would happen if you sprayed a marshmallow with Windex. Is Windex <laughs> do you sanitize things with Windex? <laughs> We gotta talk about that. Wait, wait isn't that he's the spraying joke? Windex all over his countertops and stuff? <laughs> uh, these things are gonna really shine when it's done. Once I stopped using Axe body spray, not body wash, I went straight to Windex in the shower. Yeah, I mean, what looks cleaner than a clean window? It's pretty you obvious. <sighs> Another good point. <laughs> Between this and mouth space, I'm really, yeah. I'm really killing it. What no, is I, cleaner I think... than a sparkling, shiny, brandly, <laughs> brandly, brandly, brandly newly wiped down Windexed window? <laughs> well, the, isn't the joke from, and I, I bear, I've never seen the movie, but I think the joke from a, my big fat Greek wedding is like that the dad cleans everything with Windex all the time. So that's why oh, I made that I mean, reference. Hmm. But it's it funny a, that it you're was a referencing a movie reference. you haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> I do that quite often. I haven't. I mean, I haven't seen that movie in at least a decade, so I can't remember. Oh, I just picked it up from cultural context. So basically, none it's of a our big lives cultural have been affected so right far. My, I mean, my life's been affected in that several jobs that I, that that I had gotten as a company have been canceled. Which you know, and are you know, it's affecting both me and my wife's you know 
future work and financial situation pretty significantly. Um, I guess it depends on how long we're quarantined. Like, right, like, thankfully, we'd, like, we're in a fine position right now. But, yeah, I've already had, like, three three jobs, two of which were, like, happening and one which was, like, in process. I own a small media business. We make, like, videos and stuff. Um, and they were <clears throat> they were all canceled. And then, you know, like, you know, last week you asked if I wanted to help with a carpenting carpentry job, and I wanted to, um, but it, it wasn't worth the risk so right. it definitely I, I but i'm not like i ha, there's so much creative stuff for me to do right now um around everything that's going on with the band that i like have been working full days and like running out of time like i haven't i'm not twiddling my thumbs <laughs> i haven't touched my nintendo switch yet i have not come close to having as much time to like write play guitar as i want to so yeah it's not really Mm-hmm. But you have kids, so how does that is it does that feel different? Because I know Atticus is probably climbing the walls. Yeah, he said yesterday that he's lonely. That's mm-hmm. tough. I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he we homeschool, but he also goes to like a cooperative school three times a week and they're doing cool Zoom meetings, which is really, really neat. Uh he gets to like have Lego playtime with his friends and um story time and stuff like that. But uh, he, I think I'm getting a little stir crazy, but the weather, man, we're getting outside, we're playing. Our friends gave us a little like mini trampoline. So he's playing on that and we go for walks and we're getting out as much as usual. I think it's just different when you're out. Yeah. It's, either it, you guys make a rainbow for your window. What is the rainbow thing? I'm not, I'm not hip on that. I think it's it? just like, Hey, we're hopeful. Hmm. Oh, a sign of hope. Yeah, we did it. That's cool. I, I've this is the first I've ever heard of it. Um, yeah, I've, I don't think it's like hugely catching on, but CNN covered it. I gotcha. Like us doing it. Oh, they covered you. <laughs> wow, <laughs> man. I'm yeah, I guess some of our friends that. in the neighborhood in our community here started doing it, and that put it on our radar. So we added ours. Cool. I got to get my rainbow up. Rainbow is up. I, then. Yeah, I don't I mean I don't know if I'm. Uh, I don't know if I got the hope. You know, I might, yeah. I might flip it upside down or something. <laughs> be like, warning. Upside just down all grays. Just yeah. all gray spectrum. It's just a gray scale rainbow. Just, just make it like a thundercloud. Oh, man. I I mean, obviously, I'm not. I'm really not a pessimist. So, so what do yeah, you guys I think, think? Is this thing going to last a while? Yes, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Pre- Trump's saying we're back to business by Easter. That's my guy. I always listen to everything <laughs> he says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean just well down. i mean he, he's nothing if not always honest and always accurate so. he's nothing he's nothing if not just he says stuff <laughs> that dude can say <laughs> let me tell you for all he the negative things. things people can say that guy can say some stuff <clears throat> like he definitely says them he says lots yeah i don't know i don't know Maya. like you hear people saying like three months eight, i've heard 18 i just talked to our good friend of the day who's like pretty smart in the know reads a lot he was saying 18 months that seems i'm really just talking about how it affects my life (laughs) well right you said it doesn't it's all about me (laughs) well i mean like the way it's affecting the economy already like everybody's like like i know we're we're feeling it like oh we shouldn't spend any money right now because we might have to live off this money for a long time Mm -hmm. am i the only one feeling that or no way I, i haven't done well first off not leaving so you're not doing you know 
things like in the same way that you would normally be doing things right so and yeah like i would say there's probably a a group of people who are like bored and then they're spending money like buying stuff on amazon maybe buying more movies or games or whatever so there's that uh so like the there's there's aspects of like entertainment industry and stuff that's probably doing okay i don't i think like music um when it comes to like streaming like digital purchases you know other outlets besides live shows uh, is probably seeing a little bit of an increase the reality of the music industry is that stuff hasn't really been profitable for the past five years. So <laughs> yeah, it's like know. musicians don't really make mu- much money off streaming. If you're not hip to it, it's like, we've all lost, there used to be like the live kind of revenue stream. And then there was your, your record sale stream and mm-hmm. which is now turned into streaming. And that is not nearly as valuable for for anybody, it doesn't make as much money as it did. It's not it selling records. Like selling records was, mm-hmm. like, putting a I lot mean, more cash in everybody's pockets. Yeah, like in the year like two thousand, like there is so the the music industry was so big, and selling records was such a profitable huge thing. Um, you know, it was of course it collapsed. Technology had a lot to do with it, but also I mean it's just like a bubble at that point. So we're not, that's 20 years ago. We're not anywhere in that situation. So if you're still basing your idea of like how much money musicians make off albums and stuff, that 20 years ago thing has been so long gone, (laughs) you know, like everything in the music industry has changed as a result of it. So a lot of the musicians we know who are like full time and who are like making a great living, um, I say great, but great for a musician, right? Like a lot of those people are, are making that because of merchandise and touring and other mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah. that has obviously hurt so many of our friends. Yeah. Cause they're not going to make money off record sales and now they can't go do the one thing that they could make money off, which is, you know, charging ticket sales at the door and selling merch live. Like what does happen if, you know, six, if this thing goes on for that long, like how does it, how does it change? I mean, it's cool to see everybody live streaming all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody like, it's it's motivation to figure it out, right? Like, I had a camera. I obviously owned a couple of cool cameras and stuff, and I hadn't done any live stream stuff because it there was enough else going on. And like, you need that little extra tug to like try something new and get out of your out of your comfort zone or whatever. Um, yeah, it. You were making another point that had me thinking something else a second ago, Nate, about the whole uh, creative about the. Like the creative output. Oh, I, mean, oh, oh, I was gonna say no. Well, we actually have some info that's interesting on this, on this front, like about uh, streaming being up. Because Jason, uh, who owns the record label that we're on, reached out this week and said that uh, all streaming was down twenty percent, except for one record that they own, and that was like our Broken Voice record. Oh, gotcha. And everything else in their catalog is down twenty percent. Okay, so I hadn't thought about the fact that people are um, listening to music uh, like very emotionally, which I think is most people like I it's I, I'm not going to speak for you guys. For me, I don't process music like I, music is emotional, of course, but I don't go, oh, I feel <clears throat> it's 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 uh, rainy outside. I got to listen to this. I don't have that thing. 
Um, partly because I just haven't had that relationship with music in so long. It's mostly like, uh, if I'm choosing to listen to something, it's usually like I'm referen- I'm getting ready to work on a project, so I have a big list of references, stuff that I need to like consume and like understand, <clears throat> which I enjoy. I enjoy all like the like listening to music. I still absolutely love, even though it's like what I'm doing like constantly. I still love it. But there's just like a different relationship with how and why I'm listening to music. It might be this record came out and I don't I know I won't like it, but I still have to listen to it at least so I know that why I don't like it or, or you know, right. whatever, which sounds I, I'm sure to someone sounds awful. But to me, it's just like, you know, like you have to, you know, this is this is my livelihood is is oftentimes just being like the person in the room who has the encyclopedic knowledge of what something should sound like, or like if a band makes a reference, I'm, I'm in on the reference. I have to be, uh, or whatever. So like, there's just like aspects like that. So, so when, when something like this happens, I don't automatically think, Oh yeah. Like I'm not going to listen to anything like kind of down or like dark and dreary or like aggressive because that's I don't feel like that you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah but apparently it is I mean that's that's pretty indicative of like how people as a whole are feeling that like they're just like oh I don't really even though I l- normally love like heavy music or whatever like right now I'm not I'm not giving it I'm not listening to it what are you guys uh, listening to right now just you just you two guys talking to my ears <laughs> I'm actually listening to a Bjork album simultaneously. What? Uh, no, nah, I wish I was. Um, okay, the t- tiny sidebar is the other day when we were when we were doing this, uh, I was listening to music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Made it way cooler. I want to do that. You, I mean, you absolutely can. Uh, yeah. But I was just getting a little like tired of the like little digital kind of streaming sound, so I was like, I'll just put something really quiet in the background. Oh, just to cover that, like how I'm starting to do with like, the clear tinnitus that's developing in both of my ears slowly oh, yeah. over time. Well, that's why I do. I have it really, really bad. So, oh, you do? Yeah. You tinnitus? Uh, Jeremiah, yeah, you? Because you never use earplugs. I don't. What? How is this? That's this, so insane to me. It's not a just world. I mean, I've had none. it for so long, but you never use earplugs, and you have zero. Like zero ringing in your ears. After a loud concert, like the next day, I'll have what I think people refer to as ringing in the ears, but nothing ongoing. Hmm. Mm. I just woke up the other day and like noticed it was way louder than it had ever been before. And yep. I was like, oh no, I'm paying, paying the piper for all these years of rocking it, so it loud. It will, uh, you will get used to it always. You know, mm-hmm. you'll 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 get used to it, but yeah, it's definitely like I mean, I've had it for so long, like since I was a teenager. So, um, but yeah, but yeah. you're more you're more careful. Like you have those sick earplugs you wear all the time. Like you're really yeah, but it. but the thing is, as I get older, my ears start to like get tired faster, and like because I got to listen to stuff like most of the day. You know, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. man, like even just like now mixing like every day. Like I go to bed and my ears like feel so dull. Like my like everything just feels, you know, like the ring. It's like really ringy, and just like my ears just feel really. <clears throat> I just know that when I wake up in the mornings, it'll sound different to me, you know. Yeah. So we so. didn't really finish the Jeremiah. How long do you think this is gonna last? Um, 
Yeah, the question has multiple parts, right? How long until the last bit of virus goes away? Maybe never. Um, how long until things are kind of back open and maybe what we would call stable? Um, mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that maybe the summer. Yeah, that would be. I mean, that's that's what I'm hopeful for. Is that sometimes it, sometime in June or July things will. But I'm also like just can't help but think because you know this massive thing in my life is supposed to happen in August right you know like having our first child so I I just kind of am like oh well the world was already going to change for me I know in August so it'd be nice if like everything just went back to like I almost don't have the bandwidth to imagine like either either it will change or it'll change back to like some new normal because right now still doesn't feel like does it feel like a new normal to you because right now it feels like we're on pause or like we're on a vacation or something. Like I have. It can't be a new normal. Like like the way things are now. Yeah. I mean, most people can't make money. Right. Uh, not that everything runs on money, but it, the way we've structured our society, it does. Right. Well, that's, that's to me, like I, I, I think I'm pretty realistic, but I'm also pretty optimistic. My glass half full, like one of my thoughts on this is like, oh, I can't worry about money right now because no one's hiring people to do what I do. And we have thankfully enough saved that we can like not start to panic for a while. Um, and so it's like, oh, I, I absolutely can just focus on all the creative stuff I want to do mm-hmm. that I normally wouldn't give myself a pass to do. Like I normally would say, oh, I can't spend two weeks doing all X, Y, and Z, even though that's what I'd like to do, even though that's probably what I'm the best at because I need to be more responsible and be like, pursuing you know st- stability more and right now it's like oh well, i can't so the benefit for me is like oh i can work on all those things and not feel selfish like yeah. not you know not feel like i'm i don't know becoming some irresponsible person i wish that i had i i, I wish that like my schedule was like open during this time because i would love to to do that but i mean really i i like I feel like this maybe highlights in some ways like why I choose to do what I do like yeah. career wise. Like I don't make a ton of money. I don't make, you know, like I could make I could go out and get a job and make the same amount of money that I make. Like just any like kind of whatever <laughs> job. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could work at Aldi and make the same amount of money I make. Maybe more even. But it's like the the reason why it's worth it for me right. to do something that is, is just consistently creative is because I don't like get that weird burnout thing where I'm just like oh I can't can't do this because I have to do this and this and this so I sort of decide I mean I'm just I'm you guys don't even really know the version of me that has to like punch into a, <laughs> a day job like it's awful I'm so bad at like convincing someone <laughs> that I care about something I don't care you're, you're about. You're so bad at convincing yourself <laughs> to care. Like you can't, you just can't do it. Like, and, and that's, re- and I've gotten worse at it as, <laughs> as time goes on. Like, I feel like I've gotten way worse at like, man, I don't want to do this thing. Or, or it's like, of course everyone does things they don't want to do, but it's like, it's, there's that, that difference between, I don't want to do it and I don't understand why I need to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to mow the lawn. I understand why it needs to be mowed, you know? Do you? <laughs> sure. I mean, at a, like, trust me, my lawn For any reason gets... other than 
the people are going to come give you a ticket if you don't? Well, I'll give you a great reason just from today is we were out, out doing a couple things and we saw a copperhead snake because the yard is crazy out of control and there's like still leaves and stuff. So if you don't like at least manage it, you're going to get stuff like that wildlife that you absolutely do not want near your home. <laughs> we, so, we invite copperheads into our yard. That is amazing. Yeah. The the well, this even goes back to the like when you did work at like a Chipotle. All the stories you've told us about how you you literally couldn't fit into their system, and you bent them to your own will because you just oh, couldn't yeah. be that person for them. For, like, I mean, fortunately, the like the impetus of me being hired there was that the people like that like it was people that I had met at shows like that were like, yeah, we we managed this Chipotle. You could come. Work. I was like, yeah, I mean, I really need, like, my, my existing day job had ended, so I was like, I needed something to do <laughs> and to make money, and it was just like, this made perfect sense, but it was like, the people who hired me were like, I'm going to say they were just, like, fans. I, that's not really fair to them, but it was like, ultimately, it was like, a guy, the main manager was a guy who was a fan of mine, and then the the other manager was, like, in my band, and in the band sense, I was his boss. So it was like, I'm kind of the boss of you in life. And then you can be the boss of me in Chipotle. But he couldn't. He couldn't be the boss of you in Chipotle. No, he that couldn't. was the point. That it you didn't still work. just were like, what was it? Like he they wanted you to move around and you were like, nah, I'm just gonna do Patrick. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, well they wanted they, I mean everybody they wanted me to participate in all the activities that uh, an employee would do. And I was like, Yeah, I don't think so, man. <laughs> So you so that that meant that you just worked the cash register. That was it. That was all I did there. Yeah, because I also mean, wasn't there a thing about your beard or your hair or something? Yeah, and I didn't have long hair at the time, but I did have a big beard. Um, but it was like they were like, "Yeah, well, yeah, it doesn't really work in this setting." And I was like, "Yeah, well, I mean, it was always like, hey, like I will understand if you guys say it's not going to work out. I'll be like, okay, and <laughs> that'll be that." <laughs> It's it's fast casual dining. I can go do this anywhere else. <laughs> so there was an element of like, you know what I mean? Like the the power dynamic of like I don't and and this really like I want to point this out that it really p- puts into perspective like how privileged I am and just was even at the time that yeah I I didn't need that job to survive. And because I knew that there was like I could fall back on things and whatever. And so it put me in a position that I yeah, it's just like a little unfair that I just felt like like I'll just say what I feel and what I what I want, because <laughs> ultimately, if they tell me I don't have a job anymore, I go, OK, and yeah. I go do something else. Um, and yeah, like it's it sucks that 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 that, you know, that that power isn't given to more like people in that like right now we're seeing so many workers and so many people who are like being displaced and have no work and like all the power is taken from them and ultimately that's not the result of anyone uh anyone sort of like maliciously other than nature but like yeah it's you know i think this highlights like sort of something that maybe all three of us now this wasn't true a couple years ago but now in this season is like and this isn't to like knock anybody else's choices, but we've like chosen 
kind of freedom and like to pursue like our, our what we find to be like our maybe our gifts or our passions over stability. Like all three of us are sort of self-employed and, you know, Jeremiah is a woodworker, graphic designer and is in the band. Nate's a producer and is in the band. I own a small media company and do the band. And like my wife and I have had a lot of conversations about that. And yeah, we'd, we'd rather be free than be stable. And so now that everything changed, at least now at the beginning, like when it hasn't lasted that long, life doesn't feel that different for us because we didn't feel that we weren't like, we didn't have this illusion of being stable like a month ago. It was like, oh, well, we're going to have to figure some things out this month. That's the way it always feels. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get that job. I'm going to have to like sell that pitch. Uh, my, my wife's job has more stability, I should say, but she works for a startup and they fundraise. And so it's in a lot of ways, it's the same thing. But so to me, at least now at the front end, it doesn't feel that different for us. Whereas like my other friends that are used to having really stable jobs and never thinking about like, what if this goes away? Like we're, we're used to some degree having to hustle. Like Jeremiah has to get so many graphic design jobs or carpentry jobs per month. Uh, where I think that's going to hit us in the end is like, I, we probably don't have as much saved up as like our friends who have like more stable, like they're, they're more prepared to, to win or sure. storm. Yeah. They're more prepared to, pre- no, prepared maybe. To, but what'd you say? There's no maybe there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're more prepared to weather the storm, whereas in the, in the, at the beginning part, we're like, oh, this doesn't feel that different. Like, we, I never, things are never that sure. Um, that's mm-hmm. already a switch, at least Missy and I made a, a while ago in our yeah. lives, like mo- not having got a lot of guarantees. Well, I think we, I, and like I said, I'm not trying to speak for everyone, but I, I think it, it simply, for me, came down to I don't want to... I don't want to like have my life be and my motivations be money like that. Right. Cause if that was going to be the case, I wouldn't do the stuff I'm doing. Like the music industry is dying, dying and dead. You know what I mean? Like as we know it, the thing I, lo- I fell in love with as a kid, it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> like, you know, like bands spending eight months working on records and, and spending $600,000 that doesn't happen anymore. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like yeah. that, that sort of like industry is gone and, and like that, the glamor and stuff I fell in love with is gone. Um, but I still love what I do and I decided to not be motivated by money. So I just, you know, obviously money runs everybody's lives to a certain extent, but it's just like deciding that you are okay with just kind of being out of the rat race a little bit, you know? Yeah. I think the, uh, I think back to Jeremiah's thing about like the, the pace of life. Is that just Jeremiah for you? Like for me, part of that is like, Oh, I, I can't worry about money right now because there's nothing I can do about it other than like be thrifty. And so it's like, it's taken away the focus of having to hustle as much. And I can just be present with Missy. Like I'm getting to ha- kind of have a vacation mindset. Is that what it is right. for you or is it different? Yeah. It's not even necessarily my pace of life as much as just, my community's pace of life. You can tell things are slowing down and resting. And I'm just a strong believer that our land and us as people need to rest. And we're not in a culture that does that well. Yeah. Which, which brings up the whole, like the other glass half full thing is like <laughs> the earth seems to be thankful that everybody's oh, chilling out. Oh my goodness. Out. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like, did the did the earth like put us in timeout? Like for not listening? Like I think for, so. For as many people like w- still are denying like climate science or whatever, like or even whether or not even <laughs> without even getting into that, without as many people who still are not concerned about how we're treating the planet, just period. Right. On without even considering like global warming. Like, yeah, now like the earth's like, nah, I'm putting y'all on timeout. Like and yeah, we're like, what? I know you've seen some of that stuff, like in the news, right? Like, I don't know, man. I like to treat the Earth like a salvage yard dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think the Earth's into that, Nate. <laughs> I don't think the Earth. I could tell, it, like, you <laughs> just based on its reaction, <laughs> just based on the horde of copperheads that were approaching my house this morning, that the Earth's a swinging gaggle back. Of copperheads slithered toward me. <laughs> Come to Papa. Yeah, I love it, man. I love seeing the water clear up. In like mm. no time at all, seeing air clear up, uh, animals coming back out. I mean, it's really cool. So, uh, yeah, how do we like take the positives of this moment? Like, is there a way to like, obviously the world just has to readjust massively. How do we like apply the good stuff about Here's this? Here's the really like maybe heartless sounding thing. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about the science of, this is just another flu. I'm not intending to say that here, but I am saying like, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like sicknesses come and go. Yeah. And worse sicknesses have come and go. And fortunately we have better healthcare, better information, um, better technology to handle it now. So fewer people will die. Uh, but that's just what happens in life. And for about two generations here in the States, we haven't really had to be bothered with very much. So this is the first time that we've had to kind of collectively work together on something, which is actually kind of cool. Well, yeah, that would be the other big plus that I can see is like the, the unity as like tentative and temporary as it is like hearing like, uh, Chuck Schumer say, I had a good phone call with Donald Trump. (laughs) Like I don't follow politics too closely, but I know Mm -hmm. that, or like, or like, yeah, I like, agree with what Nancy Pelosi said there. It's like, oh, these are not people who normally have any common ground. Um, now we're all kind of being brought back to like, oh yeah, we're, it's like a reminder that we're all human together and we're yeah. all in this together. <clears throat> There's like a, a reality to, hey, everybody in the entire world is dealing with this. Yeah. Like that's, right. I mean, there's something to be kind of awe-stricken about there. You know what I mean? Just yeah. to go, wow, like this this puts a lot of things into perspective. And I mean, I, like I, I, I think we're all agreeing that it largely, obviously, like the reality of the situation is is somewhat horrific. But it's like some of the side, you know, effects have pr- are probably good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. it- yeah, I mean right. the the negative stuff is obvious. It's just Dude, I, for those who haven't gone out, everybody is being so much more intentional in how they interact with each other, um, being more careful and gentle and kind, and I just think it's really really cool. That sounds like wimpy stuff, dude. Everybody being nice <laughs> to each other. I'm trying to have that <laughs> copperhead snake level uh, interactions. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened is this virus came and so now all the copperheads are coming out. Ooh, snake snake uprising. Well, that's that's the other uh interesting thing is like, you know, they said like was it just a few days after 
like Italy was shut down, like dolphins were like swimming mm-hmm. all through the channels in like Venice. Right. And and some scientists were saying like uh like that they thought they were checking on us. Like, yo, you guys are normally like out and about doing things. Like it wasn't just like them being like, oh, now we can be here. It was them being like, though things are getting weird. Remember those those loud beings that talk, you know, are kind of like <laughs> us? Like they're not around. Like, should we go see what's going on? Like the uh, kind of uh I think it's more uh, like you, you're you know, you're a kid and your parents aren't home and you're like going to check and make sure they're not home so you can go <laughs> get the cookies. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're like, Okay, I think everybody's gone. I just gotta double check before I go I mean, getting the cookies is a whole ordeal, so I need to make sure that everybody's gone because I gotta get, you know, a chair. I gotta get up on the counter. I know where the cookies are. I'm gonna climb up on top of the refrigerator. It's the whole thing, but you know, if your dad comes in, it's over. Well, that you gotta have a backup yeah, plan. Yeah. What's the backup? I don't plan? know what the backup plan is. It's different in every situation, right? But if you know your parents could come home, you've got to have a really quick escape plan, or or a quick story. You Ooh. know that like is like, oh, it was um, there was like a, a noise in the in here. I thought it might be a mouse. I know how much you hate. I think those. there's bees. Just say there's bees. <laughs> Sorry, I was up here. Dude. There's bees. <laughs> They flew out though because so I'm fast. here. You should be. I mean, you should be thankful. Yeah. There's probably about a I thousand bees. bees in here before they're gone. <laughs> I did it. Yeah, my brother one time when he was in middle school, he uh, he he kept being late like for dinner, and like that was like really, like you got to be home at that time for whatever. We were allowed to bike like a long way away, and he'd been at his friend's house, and he had been late like once or twice. And my parents were like, "No, that's not ha- if you're late again." Uh, like that's it. You're like grounded for like a month or two months or something. It was it was like a big penalty that was about to be levied, and we sat down to dinner and I was watching the clock and I was like, I wasn't rooting for him to fail, but I was just like interested <laughs> in the drama of like, is he gonna pull it out, you know? And the clock hit six or whatever, and like he came in like four or five minutes late, and like he came in hot, like he was. <laughs> He was like explaining as the door is opening from the front of the house. <laughs> like, and, and the story was that he was totally on. He was totally on time because he's responsible. And I really respect your rules. When you give me a rule, I always, you know, I try to keep it. Always, you know, <laughs> he's doing that whole thing. And he's yeah. like, I was driving down the bike path, and I promise you, mom, I promise you, a gnat flew into my throat. It, it right into my mouth and my mouth oh, yeah. is open and I started choking. I had to jump off the bike and I'm on the side of the bike. Mom, I was caught. I was choking on a gnat and my parents yep. are both just like, he's like really trying to sell it. Dude, you if know, you're like, choking on a gnat, that's an extremely restricted <laughs> airway to start with. Like that's <laughs> concerning. We got bigger problems. Yeah. No, yeah. Truly, truly. But that was his like bees in the cupboard, cook in the cookie cupboard moment was like, uh, I was choking on a gnat. That was the, the best that he had. You know, I think he just thought he's in the cupboard. I thought he he thought he could sell it because of the energy, you know, which we've all tried to sell each other a musical idea, like by being really, really into it. Guys, I really think this is good. Mm. No, the play now is like, I don't really care about this too much. (laughs) Slow playing it. (laughs) Yeah. Downplaying it. It's just a little thing. I don't know. I did a thing here. Check it out. Well, what would you guys recommend right now in this uh, people are quarantined in? Anything specific that you guys are reading or watching or playing that is really you're enjoying? I'm reading a book called Sapiens. And 
I think it's really cool to read that while you're in quarantine and going through all this because it's kind of relevant. And I have a um, tradition the first day of the year that I can roll the windows down when I drive. I always crank up the saves of the day and drive around with my windows open. So I did that today. Is there a specific saves the day album or just? Yeah, it's it, always through, being, through cool? being cool. But today it was with the family. So I put on In Reverie. Oh, man. That's juicy. Tell me that driving with your windows down, living in Reverie doesn't sound amazing to you right now. I mean, I did it. I, I did it so much when I was in high school. Uh, it's just as good now. Yeah. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I, but I also had a helmet in my car that I'd wear when I would drive around. <laughs> Why? Why well, hold on. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you're in high school, you do cringy, dumb, weird like things. Like this was something that you thought was funny? It was like a bit you were doing? Yeah, it's like if we were driving around the, the suburbs where <laughs> I grew up. Uh, I had this like terrible Mazda 626 that was super loud, just like sound. Uh, and I had a speed racer helmet. Um, and-, <laughs> and I would just wear it and crank up the tunes and we'd drive around, my friends and I. And then just like sit at, at red lights as if nothing weird was happening. Yeah, it was more just like to that was be the bit kooky, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it took you a while to realize that you had to try way less harder than you were. I you have to understand. <laughs> you have to understand how like painfully like uncool I was, and 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 figuring out like yourself, like. Finding like who you are is like such a awkward, strange process, you know. Yeah. But oh, I was killing it in high school with that. <clears throat> some people do. I, I, you might be joking, but I know some people who are like, I they don't just know anybody. Figured it out. I did not. Well, I feel like, I feel like I everyone that, who I who I know in high school that that like now I look back and go like they had it figured out that they now are struggling. Like yeah. That some mm-hmm. that something was coming automatic to them. They were just being, and the rest of us were trying to catch up. But there was some like existential stuff that we all have to go through, and they they just like not like they just kind of like sometimes you hear a young musician. Uh, oh man, what's that girl's name that you put her on the playlist, Nate? I really dug her, Biabadubi or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen video. Like I think she sounds so cool. I really like her music a lot, and you can tell it just comes out of her. Like she's not working. I'm not like not putting anything again. I'm I'm sure she's talented, but like those song. Every time she describes writing a song, it's like, oh yeah, I just had this thought and I wrote this song. Like it's coming, just flowing out of her very naturally. Mm-hmm. Like, and I I'm always jealous of that. I'm always jealous of that. Like somebody who just makes something really cool and they didn't have to put much thought. It just is who they are. Um, but there has to be some self examination at some point, right? Right? Like yeah. the whole like I'm reading uh, uh falling upward right now, which I know Maya's read right. I didn't finish it, but yes. Okay. Um, I thought you mentioned really digging it. Maybe I was confusing it with another book by, by him. No, I do that a lot. <laughs> you like it and you don't finish it? Right. Like, like you, like, I I'm know how this. much time it was meant for, for me, and I don't push it beyond that. Oh, like you read enough, you got enough out of it, and then it was time to move on. Oh, I'm not saying that I got all that there was to offer. I'm just saying I knew for me, I read how much I needed to read at the time. Gotcha. Well, he talks. Uh, he's um, he talks a lot about in the first part, which is where I'm at about the whole like life's life's two phases. Right. Like the first phase being 
you're building a container and the second phase is like figuring out what should go in it. Uh, like, and that container being your identity, um, like figuring out who you are. And he, a lot of people never get past that first one. They spend the rest of their mm -hmm. life just trying to like build, you know, security and safety <clears throat> and stability and all that stuff. Anyway, that'd be a book I'd, I'm, I'm reading right now. I don't know if I'd recommend it yet. I haven't read enough of it, but I liked that point. I thought was really good about like, you know, building some kind of, of, personality of identity and then figuring out like what was the point of having one um nate is there anything you're reading or or watching or digging on um i haven't read for a bit last i mean I, i've been slowly working through the Borges stuff the um that the like argentinian literature stuff that i was reading like last time we were kind of hanging out but right. it's been a couple months since i've really dove in on that um and then uh music i've been listening to i kind of got into this earlier but it's like yeah i don't a lot of times i'm listening to music for like there's a reason so like right now i'm referencing mixes like i want to listen to stuff that's like this is what i'm going for with this mix so I'm listening to tons of like Jimmy at World, which is was my favorite band like in high school. Uh, still like a band I really love. I don't know that they're. I think Radiohead's probably my favorite band now. But um, I haven't listened to Jimmy at World like for real in like many years. So it's cool to like mm -hmm. listen to it more. But just listening. I went to, back like, here about six months ago with them, and it was awesome. I yeah, it's just like it's cool to hear like now. Like I, I don't know that I've really listened to them since I've been like a like a professional, like um like mixing engineer or whatever. So I don't know that I've ever appreciated how good their stuff sounds. And and it's funny because I, I kind of forgot like one of my absolute favorite um producers and mixers, his name's Rich Costi. He did like their futures record. He's done like Every every rock record that you 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 guys have been like, oh, this thing sounds amazing. He's probably done it, even though he's like not. I would say he's very like not famous. Like he's not a person. Like people know who like Butch Vig is, and people know who mm -hmm. like you know um, you know people can name producers and stuff. But he's a name that will never come up for a normal person. But he's done like you know Rage Against the Machine and. Mars Volta and brand new, like, you know, and, mm. and everybody, like everybody who had like massive rock records in the two thousands that, that sound amazing. So I've been listening to his stuff cause that's what I want this record to sound like. Oh cool. um, yeah. Watch you guys watching, watching anything YouTube <laughs> <laughs> watching YouTube. I have, I, I, I get really like when I'm on this type of work schedule, I get really strict with like, um, if I like, I'm a really obsessive kind of like consumer of entertainment. So if I let myself start like watching a new show or something like that, I will just, that's all I want to do. That's all mm -hmm. I think about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can't, I I'm super bad at not binging shows if they're available to binge. So I, I, I stay away from that. So <laughs> I just, I've just been watching YouTube stuff. Uh, I've been watching a show called Monster Factory on YouTube, <laughs> which I can absolutely recommend. It's great. So coronavirus has like at least taken one big thing off the table for the band. Right. For now. 
in that like we had been planning for a pretty long time to do a, a significant like 10th anniversary tour for yet about 10 years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> touche 10 years in the making uh yeah because we 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 knew even then um we were supposed to be doing uh we were supposed to be doing half of the uh country in june and july right and then the other half was going to be in november december right and now that first part is like we just kicked kicked it down the road that's still the plan is to do it right we're all still yeah we're just tin canning it baby we don't we don't whenever this all chills out we're gonna put a sick 10th anniversary yet tour on 10th anniversary yet tour 11 years later yeah Ooh. maybe if, um, it, if it does do that, we'll just we have to say eleventh year anniversary. Yeah, that's what we do. I'm sorry, it just has to be that way. Yeah, I'm in. So I was excited to hit the road, but I'm also excited because we're getting to focus on a lot of other things. Yeah, yeah, which is what cool. Other things being number one, this, right? This. Yeah. So you can expect uh, once this comes out, a steady stream of between the notes episodes and. Hopefully for a lot of them, we'll have uh, friends and maybe some people that people would want to hear from, uh, some other successful artists, musicians, um, and continue to just have conversations together about things that are on our hearts and on our minds and that we're finding interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then working on the new record, right? Right. Which Spoilers. <laughs> Big time, we're working on it uh, on a full. That's the that's the spoil. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Band, band is working on music. <laughs> it's a hard times article right there. Yeah, we're working on a full length for the first time in eight years. Dang, see that mm-hmm. is actual spoilers, isn't it? That's spoilers. Get that spoiler tag out, people. <laughs> yeah, we're writing a full length, which we haven't done since Behold. So. Uh, where's that in the pipeline, Nate? Where would you say we're at in the process? I feel like, all right, we've, we have a little momentum. We've got stuff we're excited about. We have like songs in very, like from like really fleshed out and, and, you know, maybe 70% the way to being a real song to like, you know, things that are 20% there, you know, you have like, we have like a handful of, of ideas that are like actually coming along, but I think based on how like we've been talking about doing this record i i like i said that just feels like the beginning mm-hmm. you know what i mean it feels like the beginning in a really good sense because yeah, yeah, yeah. anytime we've put time into it it's been like i'm i'm used to on a lot of times like writing being very very frustrating but right now it feels like if we give ourselves a weekend to write we'll leave with three or four things we're all excited about right right and that yeah. feels like a really good ratio we um, might even end up with some B-sides. Which that's has never goal. happened, right? Never. No. Ever. Well, no. Yeah. No, we've never given we've never had the the extravagance of the luxury to do that, you know? So it it's super exciting to me. And and if and, and we have a concept that we're that uh, kind of lyrically that the whole thing is kind of being built around um if everything goes as planned. So that's super exciting. So there's a tour. Uh, but in the meantime, there's the podcast, there's the new album. And the other big thing we should probably mention is just like what the epicenter is and is intended to be. Right. 
Okay, just a quick and probably obvious note. <laughs> we were still in the process of building and naming everything at this time, and we hadn't quite landed on a name. And uh, so I have replaced all of the temporary names with the new one. So it's called the Epicenter, and we're super stoked about it. And now we're going to tell you more about it. So enjoy the rest of the episode. Thanks. Initially, I would just say it's an online social community. I mean, it's not novel. <laughs> you know, it's just ours. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's an online social community that we're, that we're building on uh, Discord. And there's a lot of cool ways to interact with one another on that. Um, a lot of cool perks to joining the community. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an online social community. So from the outside, like if you were just approaching it as a house, like it will just look like a Patreon page uh, and it'll have like levels that you can join at and the content that you get for those things. But our hope and our intention um, and the way we've been thinking about it is that once you're inside of it, it feels like a, a community. Right. Um, We've, we've, we have really appreciated like what the Facebook group has turned into the, is it the, my, the open letter postings page? And right. if you're not, if you're a my yeah. fan and you don't know about it, you should check out it, check it out. I'm not, Jeremiah is kind of the one of us who's in there that's like super active, but we all are aware of it and to see how a community is built. And some of those people are our friends and some of those people are people that have become friends. And I think the way that that has become a community and that people relate to each other has been really exciting to us. Because we recognize that when you like really love something and care about it, like we do our relationships with each other, i.e. being in a band and the music that we make, we always, we, we don't think too highly of ourselves, but we try to put everything we have into whatever we make. Um, uh, it's been really exciting to see how much people have cared and I've been invested in it. So the hope is that the community center will be a place where people can come together and connect. We'll all be participating in it. Um, that, like Jeremiah said, that, that a Discord chat room will kind of be at the center. There'll mm -hmm. be live events. There'll be lots of um, lots of uh, stuff that you can't get access to anywhere else. But we're hoping that which, when we thought of the idea of live events, was not what everyone was doing every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's like everybody's had to catch up with that real quickly. Yeah, it's cool though. But um, um, but so if the it's other like, the other thing that people get is bonus podcast episodes yeah so there'll be hopefully a couple of these episodes coming out every month but there'll be bonus ones uh that'll be only coming out there as well as bonus music from my epic that you can't get anywhere else right uh, i mean if you like the relationship you have with my epic or even with this podcast already then great nothing's gonna change like we're still gonna put out records and tour and put out regular episodes of the show but um if you want more of all that stuff then then more of that stuff is there to be had. And, uh, and hopefully a, a community too, where you get to be a part of, of our life in a more substantial way and our process, but also we're excited to see like what you guys are making and, you know, be a part of a community together. I've kind of talked a little bit about music industry stuff, maybe like more inside baseball than even needs to be talked about. But yeah, part of it is like bands are like, if you're a musician that the, the, the income that you were making, you know, like even when my Epic started, it is, that's a different music world. Mm -hmm. And then 10 years before that is a different music world and it's constantly changing. So you're, you're seeing bands and musicians and artists and creative people adapt. And part of that adapt, uh, like adaptation is just like, well, I have a core audience that is, is, really into what we're doing 
or, or we we have a core I should say it that way we have a core audience that is interested in what we're doing and for a lot of bands that core audience is what really makes up like a lot of their income those mm-hmm. are the people coming to shows those are the people buying the music you know streaming is like there's there's core audience streaming but also streaming could be like you're on a playlist so you have a you know we could double our streaming if we just land on a couple of different playlists and that does ha- it happens right. when we put out a record you know we land on a different like a couple of different playlists the numbers jump up and they're they're twice as high you know what mm-hmm. i mean but that's not necessarily like indicative of our core audience or whatever so uh, yeah i just think patreon and that type of of you know crowdfunding is is another type of thing like that where it's basically saying like Hey, we're going to we're going to move this into a more interpersonal like relationship mm-hmm. between the artist and the the people who are consuming the art. So, yeah, I think that that's that's happening, and it will continue to happen. Right? Like you're just going to see more and more people. And the cool thing is, like, yeah, we were talking about the Facebook group, and the and and Jeremiah is really the only person active in that. But when we were talking about, it, I was like, well, let's let's put it in a, in a place where, you know, we're the whole band could maybe be more active and like participate and stuff. Cause it's like, yeah, for, for me, I don't use Facebook on a, on a personal level, like hardly at all. I use it for business stuff. I don't really want to break that relationship with that site. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think that that it's a good use of my like time and effort to be a part of like an ongoing Facebook conversation there. And I, you know, Aaron probably has similar thoughts and or reasons or or could be totally different. But it's like, yeah, we neither of us are are super active on that because um, I just don't think that's a good a good outlet for it. But it, you know, it's interesting to have like, oh, what if there was for for us? It's the idea of the epicenter. Yeah, what if there's a place where, yeah, we could be talking about music. If if you know, I show you guys a record that I think you guys need to hear. That can go up there. Right. I can say, "Hey, check this out!" Like, and it's not going to be for everybody, you know. But we also have lots of fans you know. who have always like, "A, they've asked us, uh, how can we help you more?'" And the answer has always just been, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, come to a show, bring a friend, buy, stream the record, buy a shirt," and we appreciate anyone caring at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some people have said, "Yeah, I've done all that. I, I want to do more." Well, if you're one of those people, then then here's here's that opportunity. Right. Uh, and if you don't, then that's great. Like, that's totally fine. Like, we don't have any, uh, we're not going to stop doing the things that you like or do want from us. Uh, and then also, people have been like, you know, uh, we wanted more access to more stuff. Like, oh, what, you know, I wish I could have this or ha-. we We have all this other stuff that we do that we make that we just don't put out there because in the past it was like, didn't seem very valuable. But now we're seeing, um, that, oh, this might be stuff people want. So if like, if you right. want to listen to all our demos or if you want to see, and hear how a song gets built out or if you want to see how me or Nate play this song live or um, if you want to hear us talking about every once a month hear us do a podcast about where the writing of the record is like what we did this this month in the record like then that kind of stuff is there for people that if you want to support it more or if you want more access then then we're going to go to the the trouble to 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 make that possible for people who want it um, and also like, yeah, just to be honest, like there, there are only so many ways for artists to, to find themselves. And we love to make more stuff with even more intention. Um, we all like are creative people in so many ways. And so there's lots of things we'd want to do. And also 
we've always loved being a part of creative communities, one of them being the band mm -hmm. itself and want to foster as much of that as possible. So, um, you know, a, a big shout out for sure. And Jeremiah has been really huge to, to mention it. Like the Facebook group has made, helped us see uh, that, that that's that desire still there. And right. like, we really appreciate and not planning on, obviously we don't have the power to dissolve that and are not going to do that because we're super thankful for it. Um, and yeah, Jeremiah's, nothing will change about that. Yeah. Jeremiah's not going to leave that group or anything. Um, um, what's interesting is, you know, Nate was talking about the, the, the industry has changed so much and there's just not the same kind of headroom of money to be made. Um, but what has, as that's gone down, uh, with social media, the interaction with fans and the artists has really increased um, mm -hmm. and access has kind of changed. And so that relationship is becoming more intimate. And what we're realizing is to do something like this, Patreon allows us um, the margin to increase content that we can put out and increase that interaction with um the audience and both of those things are really interesting to us and we we think with a little bit more margin we can continue to put out uh more and better content as opposed to saying here's more merch you can buy yeah um, we'd rather put out content mm -hmm. well and and you touched on this a tiny bit but like access has changed like of course with with technology that's changed for like everyone on the planet pretty much um but the uh the interesting thing about having the yeah, epicenter is like like the other day i saw a post on the facebook group and it was something like hey does anybody have tabs for this song or whatever i've never been good at you know learning stuff by ear and i really want to learn how to play this song on guitar i can't remember that's just really summarizing the post but um you know like yeah the the short answer is no. Someone someone outside the band could make tabs if they wanted to, um, and and put them up. Um, but with the yeah, at the center, we could see that stuff in in a really useful way. So it's like if there's like a thread, and it's like a bunch of people are saying like, "Hey, we really it would be awesome if if there was tabs for this song or whatever." Right. We we could like. With the, yeah, at the center, we could go. Oh, okay. There's like these people are the patrons, and they and they're making it so we do have the time and ability to do that. Right. Like I could take a couple hours to tab out a song, which is something I would never do in the context of a normal band setting because it's just like that. You know, yeah, that's just not. I mean, it's just not something that we have time to do, and and that and that's like a valuable resource. Yeah, real real talk is like that. I mean. Uh, we uh, what do they say? Compare to despair. Like we don't comp try, don't want to compare ourselves too much because there's a thousand people more successful and a million people who would who would kill to be in the position that we're in. And so we're super thankful for it. But real talk is like we almost all of like if we had been a band 15 years ago, uh, maybe we wouldn't be successful. Who knows? That's all ifs and buts and candy and nuts or whatever. But but there was more. There was an established way that people made money and didn't make money. Um, but most of our career, we've put all the money we've ever made back into the band, like to, because we care about mm -hmm. it and we want it to be the best thing it can be. Um, and if there's an opportunity for us to like, even say for the, for a, a few of us to go, 
oh, wow, I have a month's worth of salary now, oh, a week's worth of salary per month to put into the band. That's that much more intention. That's that much more like it, it you, we do have to fight feelings of like, I, at least I do of feeling selfish when I go, I'm going to write all this week. Like mm-hmm. that, that sometimes feels like a bit selfish, but if there's people who want it and if there's a way to fund that, then it, it makes it more go, oh, okay, now I'm not, I don't have to just get in my head about like, what is, what is my purpose as a human being? It's like, oh, I can pay my, my family can eat this week and I can focus on, and that's like, that allows us to do what we're doing, hopefully even at a higher level um, and to do, and to do more of it, which is like really what we want to do. And like things like people are always like, oh, why don't you do more broken voice type recordings? It's like, oh, well, we'd love to. And if there was a way to have more time and to have a little more money to make that possible. So that's one of the things that we're going to do in this, in the community center is more of that kind of stuff. Um, I, I like that it makes it more of a shared project now. We're joining more with the audience to say, hey, what does everybody want? Let's, like, we could literally, you know, do polls. What do you guys want this month? And we can make that happen. And I, I just think that's kind of a cool collaborative effort. Yeah, it's it's moving back towards like an older model, but that and it ultimately attaches the artists closer to the people who like it, which right. is, you know, can can be super health, healthy if we do it the right way. And so, right. wait, wait, okay, wait, one sec though. What if, like, what if I'm not a fan of the band? Oh, if you're not a fan of the band, <laughs> can I still, out of spite, be a part of this thing? So the, the other cool thing about the epicenter, in my opinion. <laughs> is that it's pretty heavily like centered around my epic, but it's going to have so much that's not my epic. Yeah. Yeah, because I really don't like, like the actual band I don't right. like. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, uh, you can for us, join it. <laughs> our vision is that, it, is that it's actually more centered around creativity than my epic. Yeah. Mm. But so I could still give money to the Patreon so I could feel like I have ownership and power over the band, yes. right? Yes. Okay. That because that's really what I'm looking for is sort of a spiteful uh, power. Sort dynamic. of like yeah. Pow- I, I want the I want it. To, yeah. I want the power dynamic to be heavily in my favor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That is a good point, uh, Nate. Yeah, that's a good point, Nate. But also Jeremiah. <laughs> uh, you know, for anyone who wants to spite join uh, or be a hate, yeah. hate member, but yeah, but yeah, we know that like right now the thing we're most known for as as individuals is the music we've made with my epic, which we're super thankful for. But we have a lot of other things creatively that we love doing and want to do, and we also want to be a part of that kind of community. So we, though maybe my epic will be the spark for the yeah, the center, and it'll always be a significant part of it. Our hopes, our hope is that there'll be a lot of other content, like this podcast being one of them. Is this is not called the My Epic Podcast for a reason, because um, right. we want it to be, you know, because that's not all we have to offer or all we want to be. Um, I don't so want to talk about my epic. <laughs> with you guys once a week (laughs) no no that's not really the the goal that's not at all the goal we're just gonna mix it up what can they expect nate like when they listen to between the notes episode like what like what things are gonna happen in their minds and in their hearts like what can they expect what do we kick it off with mouth space (laughs) mouth feel a good mouth feel to start off with snake stories every week Ooh, yeah snake updates snake updates snake Yeah, snake talk. I need a snake update. Snake talk with Nate. 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 Snake yeah. talk. N- Nate talk. Snake <laughs> talk. <laughs> Nate talk. Snake talk. I said, I said Snate, which snake, which is cool. Snake. Uh, are we gonna do some thanks? No thanks. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. thanks, no thanks. Thanks, no thanks. Uh, we do this every week. We like to be people of, uh, of gratitude and honesty, and this will hopefully lead to both. Right. Uh, I got a big old no thanks this week. Yeah. Have you guys ever heard of or seen a termite swarm? Ooh. Ooh. On that TV. is a real thing that we experienced this week. No thanks to termite swarms. Yeah, that's a good no thanks. I have a similar no thanks. Uh, and I don't want to be too mean. So, but uh, I'm going to say I'm no, being mean to the termite swarm. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying no thanks to carpenter bees because they're big <laughs> and fat. And I don't have anything against fat bees, but they're big and fat. Can we just they, call them bees? Do we need to talk about no, their weight? So, but carpenter <laughs> bees are different than like honey bees or whatever. Right. Or, or wood bees, I think, is, is another name for them. Uh, but there's so many around my house. They're always around. Uh, but right now they're just slapping against the windows, making big bonking sounds. <laughs> and they also are, uh, like termites, they're like destructive. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, no thanks uh, to, to you, uh, would bees. Man, I, I want to like contrast you guys by having a thanks. Um, maybe like, uh, there's a lot of things I could think of to be great, grateful for, but, uh, but I got a big honking no thanks this week too. Um, which is, <laughs> we have not been sleeping in our bedroom for going on six weeks now. Uh, no thanks to whatever crawled in the walls of my bedroom and died. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, we, we have a lot of like uh, sort of nature elements in the no thanks. There Mine is definitely bigger than the fattest bee, for well, sure. You know what? Okay, the bees are so fat, though, and they're running into <laughs> I mean, the windows. I, I'm going to one-up you with the story. Okay. Like, no. No, like about like literally a week or two before we left for Face Down Fest, um, there was this this funny. My my wife's pregnant, and the number one uh, symptom of that for her has been crazy strong pregnancy nose, and she already has a really strong nose, and I already have almost the, like my sense of smell is like the worst. Um, she'll always be like, "Oh, do you smell that?" And the answer is no, I don't smell that. So she was like, "Oh, the bedroom smells bad," and I was like, "Oh, here we go again with like." the the strongly uh theatrical nose issues and i went in there and it did it smelled awful uh so then i tried to crawl under that part of my house which nate is on a slab pretty much and the opening is literally not even as wide as my shoulders so like even if i was you know weighed 100 pounds i wouldn't be able to fit through it Mm-hmm. So I went down to our friend's house and I, he has six kids that are all like under the age of 12. And I just said, which two of you wants to make 10 bucks? And the two of them came down and crawled, couldn't find anything. I crawled in the attic, couldn't find anything. And so then I, Jeremiah and all my other neighbors were like, yeah, it's just in your walls and you just have to, you can either break all your walls open or you can just wait it out. So we literally just abandoned our, our room and we've been living in our guest room for six weeks, which I feel like, here's the thank you, is the height of, of uh, wealth. That like we could literally <laughs> just ignore a room in our house for wow, a month. you guys are so bougie. And like, it's heightening that vacation experience you're already yeah, having. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It Whoa, is. Okay, it, thanks like, to a carcass that's in your walls. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> be. So also thank you to whatever died in my, I couldn't feel richer than like, we're just going to ignore a room in our house for a month. Like it doesn't exist. That is so cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Also, but big how, thank how you to you all me about this? the artists that I love doing live streams mm. over the last couple of weeks. 
Yeah, Jer- I can't break the there. rules, Jeremiah. Only one. Thanks oh, or no oh, thanks. Oh, only one. I, d- I did one of each. Uh, oh, that's not allowed. Uh, I know we didn't talk about rules. I have beforehand, to choose one. I got to other. do one okay. of each, Jeremiah, because it was the same subject. Ooh, like, I it was the same no thing. You were. I have same. no thank yous to the termite swarm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you you just said you had a no thank you for them. No, no, no he's saying he doesn't I have, have any. I have thank zero yous. thank yous. Okay, we need to be clear. It's yeah. only it only goes one way with the termite swarm. I really think There's we have no to have positive. a very hard rule for the. Like, <laughs> I just I'm not. All right, I just one can't turn into one only. One only. One only. I like you can't. Give my thank you one? to the bands that have given me <laughs> yeah, live streams. I, please do not thank them. Chris Connolly, <laughs> you are not thanked. Yeah. Uh, ben Gibbard, please do not thank him. He doesn't need it. <laughs> because it's more important that I say a big no thank you yeah, to the termites. Ben Gibbard's the termites are worse constant than he live stream has, is outranked by the termites, termites evil. That's right. The termite swarm is worse than you were good. Then Ben Gibbard was good. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. So, so check check in every week for our thanks, no thank you, uh, section. <laughs> anyway, all right. We'll see you guys. Uh, we'll, you'll hear us. I, people say that a lot. You'll hear us again soon. How about that? How's that for an ending? How about just a bye bye? Between the notes is the Everson Herb production.